Well, hello, hello, and welcome to another broadcast of Obstruction to Justice. I hope you've had a good week so far and a good day. Uh, I'm Ann Moles, and, and welcome. So you know what we do. We talk about current events of the day here on Obstruction to Justice. We uh, have an opportunity to discuss and share what it is that you know you think about the, the current event. Uh, chime in uh, and chat. Uh, there's a lot that has been going on, a whole lot that's been going on as usual. But uh, we're going to talk about a couple of things today, a couple of main things that I will share. Now, one of the things that I'd like to jump into, and we're, we'll do this here in a minute, is the uh, govtrack.us. Is, it's been a really good resource so far. You know, uh, this resource gives you current information on any new legislation that's coming up, any changes to the legislation that you have selected. And we've talked about that in the past. We've gone out to govtracks.us and showed you how to go out there and, of course, sign up and take a look and see uh, the different opportunities where you can follow the uh different people who represent the United States government, whether it's on a local level. Well, not so local, but, you know, the senators and congressmen and governors and those that are in the United States cabinet. So uh, we'll, uh, we're going to chat about that here in a little bit. Uh, one of the other main things that we'll get a chance to enjoy, uh, I, I, I say enjoy because I have been on this book and it is done. I have gotten through it. Now, the thing about books, now this book here is The Black Tax, The Cost of Being Black in America. And like I said, when I first picked it up, it was very challenging. I'm like, oh my goodness, you know, because when you read certain things, uh, uh, injustices, right, that goes on in any community, uh, any group of people, you know, you, you, you get really agitated i i was like oh just flabbergasted a lot of times and when i read through and what um what uh sean d rochester was explaining in this book and he did detailed research on this this like i had mentioned before about the black tax in the back of this book you've got research on top of research and of course, there's other databases. This information about the cost of different demographics and what uh, what it entails, as far as what it what it costs, you know, in being in different neighborhoods and things of that nature. It's no secret. It's out there. So. You can go out there and do the research if you like. I know I appreciate the brother for writing the book. I think a, a good starting point would be to go out and get the book. Go out and get the book. The Good Steward Financial Empowerment Series. Now, they also have a course out there 
on their website, uh, I would do some research and go out and get the book and uh, take a look at it. And because we're going to be following it a little bit here coming up today and in the coming weeks, too. Like I said, what I like to do with my books is I like to read them and go through them and get it, get through it, just get through it best I can. You know, if they're nail biters, if they're um, <laughs> whatever, if I'm frustrated or whatever, I have to take a break and, you know, just walk, walk the block or whatever a little bit. I'll do that. If I have to take a break and go check out another book or whatever, just, just to kind of get my mind clear, then I'll do that. Now, I don't know if anyone out there has been, has read Monique W. Morris's book called Push Out, The Criminalization of Black Girls in Schools. Now, that's one that I'm going to get started on here too, coming up. Uh, I do mention these books because being an African-American uh, woman, I do want to catch up. Oh, yeah, I said it. I want to catch up on what's been going on uh, socially and economically to the group of people that I'm a part of here in this great country, the United States of America. Now, I, you know, I know we're one common thing is that we're all Americans. That is very, very much true. The main common thing is that we are Americans, but uh, everybody doesn't get the same slice of the pie. And I think that that's kind of human nature. And um, then, too, there's uh, because of the injustice and in how we as African-Americans, Africans came to this country, the majority of us, how we came to this country. It is unfortunate that we are still we've been written in. The United States Constitution is not being people, but uh, property. And uh, the system has devised a way to make sure that we would be um, misrepresented, not given the fair access and treatment and opportunities as the majority American has had in the past. And I'm talking about European Americans. And there's there's lots of information that we'll we'll uh, share here, not today, but as we go along. So another thing too, if you come across a book that you enjoy, that you have read, that has been uh, a real gift to you, uh, contact us. You know, let us know. Hey, this is something that you know has been a real gift, and you know, we can. What well, what I'm liking to do is start the dialogue, start the conversation, and in coming up with solutions and bringing together a, um, a, a, a gel of groups and communities within the African-American community so that we can start solving some of these uh, problems and injustices that we're experiencing. Uh, of course, we know there's something wrong. You, you know, you ever get the feeling, well, there's something isn't quite right about this. And we know that there's something that isn't quite right. And to be able to put our hand on it and our finger on the pulse to know what it is. And then as eloquently as uh, Sean D. D. Rochester has explained, there are some solutions. A couple of things that he is presenting 
And I think that they are definitely on track because this is something that's not really new to us, but it would be, it's going to be a, a, a challenge to get to that point as with any, any, you know, how tough it is to even personally do something, you know, you want to personally, um, you want to lose weight. Well, there takes discipline in doing that, uh, it takes focus, uh, and it, to be successful, I would say that it's good possibility that it would take even a community, the people around you. If you live in a household where everyone likes to eat, uh, you know, eat certain things that, that you know your body type can't eat and wouldn't be good for you. But and they just keep bringing it up in the house, even though you're trying to discipline yourself to lose the weight, then there's going to be a challenge there. So as with anything, even personally, there's a challenge. But I think where there's unity, and we've talked about that too, uh, where there is unity, then there is strength, you know, and that's something that we can uh, definitely chat about. And we're going to share how to get a free PhD, <laughs> a free PhD. What, can you believe it? Yeah. All right. Well, first thing I want to share First thing I want to share, I'd like to share is there is a um, uh, back out here where we are. Uh, let me just go out here and just grab this. I'll share this a little project here. My PowerPoint project. Okay. Yeah. So we're out here now and this first slide I want to I want to share here where GovTrack Insider now newly introduced legislation. This has happened yesterday, so September fourteenth. I have some uh, some uh, information about what went on yesterday, and a lot has happened. Even even with the um, they they were trying to impeach the governor of California. Well, they voted to not impeach him, right? So. I think that's good. I think, you know, if, if someone is put in office, let them finish their term to do the best that they can. Uh, that's like coming on a job and saying, okay, you get hired on at, at a job and you, you inherit what teams, people that are already there as a project manager or program manager, you're inheriting people that are already there, personalities that are there, problem that's already there, and you're working to try to fix it. That's like trying to pull someone off of a project. You, you IT people know what I'm talking about, right? So you start out being a, a program or project manager, and then they want to pull you off of the, the project right, right when you probably get all of the get everything together as far as the, the requirements. So you get through the requirement stage and then they want to pull you off or whatever. And that, that's just not fair. So I think that it's a big, big, big ups to those that voted to not impeach uh, the governor of California and to let him finish out his term. And, you know, it's just fair to me. And then, you know, of course, from there, there's going to be a um, a uh, well, a race coming up in the next year, right? So from there, you'll get a chance to vote and uh, put in someone new. And 
that's cool. You know, that's kind of how it, it is what it is. You know, if we start impeaching people, this is just me standing on my soapbox. If we start impeaching people right in the middle of what they're doing, uh, look, I don't think anything will get done. And I don't think it's fair because then by the time you get introduce a new cabinet or, you know, a new, you have to go through the requirements, you know, there's, there's going to be excuses and there's just going to be setbacks. And so I think that it's just best to let, let those that are there do their job best they can. And then the process itself says, okay, in four years, then we'll uh, vote again. And then we'll see the people will have a, a, a voice. Okay. So yeah, let me, I'm going to stop sharing this. And that was just a little blurb here. So let me go out here. We're going to go out here. I want to show how, let me share this while I'm talking here. All right. So let me share. Uh, here's another <laughs> impeachment uh impeachment uh, where they want a house resolution would impeach biden's secretary of homeland security alejandro mayorkas for failing to secure mexican border so you know this is out here and this is uh govtracks.us has this listed so it's a good read about a four minute read and within this uh, it says, uh, under President Joe Biden in July, the, the monthly level of illegal border crossings reached their highest level since May 2000, while in April, deportations reached the lowest monthly level on record. So that's one of the, the issues that they're saying is that the uh, border, the deportations were low, the border crossings were high. And it says many Republicans blame Secretary of Homeland Security Alejandro Mayorkas, who proved controversial even before taking the position. His Senate confirmation vote was 56 to 43, with Democrats approving him unanimously, while Republicans largely opposed him 6 to 43. This was the third closest vote of Biden's cabinet nominations behind only Secretary of Health and Human Services Xavier Becerra and Secretary of the Interior Deb Haaland. Okay, so uh, this is um, another, you know, another impeachment, you know, so chime in if you want. Uh, if not, no problem. I'll just sit up here and I'll just keep blabbing on. And we'll just uh, kind of take us through it. But what about the impeachment here again for failure to secure the U.S.-Mexico border? What a mess. Anyone, <laughs> anyone who has the, you know, who wants the job. Oh, my goodness. That says something, you know, for whatever reason. I want the job because I think I will be good at it. I, I, I want to make a difference. You know, we want these different, uh, their public servant positions. 
you know, public service, they're not, uh, you know, you're, you're, we're inheriting so much says that they want to be in the position of making decisions and running a state or here in this uh, situation, he's the, uh, the gentleman that is, um, you know, the house, um, the, uh, oh my goodness, I lost my thought here. Uh, he's the uh, Homeland Security guy. Hmm? So yeah, you know, it's, that was a big job. So you say you want to be home, Homeland Security guy. <laughs> I want to be in charge of this. And oh, well, what's on the list here? What's, what's the major point? The major point is to secure the Mexican border. Well, uh, are you going to be able to do that? Are you going to be able to meet that, uh, that requirement? And I'm talking to IT people here too, right? Uh, technology gurus. Look, there's some things that what's, what's on the list. What's on the list is to get it going and fix it, fix the problem. So that we can move on or is it that you you know what needs to be fixed or the requirements and you're just going to be in the next four years uh, to just do what what part of it to get closest to solving the issue right so you know i, I don't know if there's going to be another four years of president biden and then too is he looking to keep this um this person alejandra mayorkas for as his homeland security uh guy the secretary huh or is it is he going to be pressured to say okay well i'm gonna let him take the fall to say yeah he wasn't doing his job i'm, I'm gonna find someone else to do it I don't know. I don't think that, um, you know, this impeachment process, it just sounds like a circus to me. Uh, I don't know if a lot of this impeachment, I don't remember in government where there was a lot of impeachment going on. You know, I think that, well, you know, we had uh, President Nixon who was impeached and even that's about what I remember. Right. But, you know, for the rest, if people were in positions for them to be impeached, come on. So who would he put? Who, who would, who would he put in charge? Who would he put as Homeland Security Secretary? Hmm? If, um, if, if he isn't uh, going to be there, Representative Andy Biggs, all right, he's a Republican. Okay, so anyway, that's kind of my soapbox for this impeaching thing. Let's let's let people do their jobs. I think. Okay, so here is another. Uh, I don't know if anyone is familiar with cyanide bombs. Yeah, so here is another, I'll go ahead and share this, legislative, passing, 
Canyon's law would ban M44 cyanide bombs on federal public lands. And this was published here. It was submitted for September the 9th. So what happened was that the cyanide devices are used by the federal government for predator control on public lands. So animals, uh, most frequently coyotes and foxes, uh, step, pull, or bite on the string, and they activate the device, which releases sodium cyanide and kills the animal within one to five minutes. The device has earned the nickname cyanide bombs. Okay, so President uh, Donald Trump, his administration temporarily ceased the use for a few months in 2019. And they uh, reauthorized it again with more safety measures. Well, a 14-year-old Canyon uh, Mansfield and his golden lab, Casey, were walking in his hometown and they came across a device on the ground and Canyon picked it up. And of course the orange gas came out and emerged and it entered his left eye, giving him massive headaches for years to come. And then Casey, the dog didn't survive. So this is, um, there's gotta be a better way. I don't live in areas where animals Uh, are a big threat to where, you know, coyotes and foxes that I know of, (laughs) you know. So I I, I, I just think there's got to be a better way. You know, maybe there's a natural way to help uh, with the the predator population. So anyway, I think that... um, what this would do, you know, let's maybe come up with some in, inventive ways, um, something different without the, the cyanide bombs. You know, you're, you're, what you're noticing are hikers, young people, not really, not really understanding what the thing is, investigating like, you know, most curious young people, teenagers would. And, you know, he hurt himself and then lost his dog. Well... There's got to be some other way to to hang and do something different with that, I think. All right. So now what I'd like to do, let's go ahead and I'm going to share again the, um, I'm going to share this presentation here, newly introduced legislation again from GovTrack Insider. You know, and I, and I do say that because we're busy. I know I'm super busy and I don't all the time have uh, time, right, to just stay up on what's going on. And this is a really handy tool to have have the information sent to me based on the legislation that I'm interested in. So this is uh, really providing a really good service in that. Now, the... Um, Looks like September 14th, this bill was introduced. It's a bill to amend Title 18, United States Code, to prohibit certain conduct relating to the use of horses 
for human consumption. Okay, now I'm just talking about things that were introduced, right? So this bill was referred to the Senate Committee on the Judiciary, which will consider it before sending it to the Senate floor for consideration. And there's uh, Senator, the sponsor of this is Senator Robert or Bob Menendez. And that's a pretty popular guy. We hear about him on the newsreels, right? And that's kind of what this is about. You know, you have your, your, your representatives and you hear about them, but then you, you really aren't staying up on what it is that they're doing. So this is another way to stay up on what your representative is doing. So here locally, it would be Emmanuel Cleaver. And, you know, what, what's he doing, right? But really what I do is I go out and I look for different, um, different, um, to stay up on the different ideals or what, you know, what's being presented and what's of interest to me. So now here, another one, a bill to amend Title V, United States Code, to designate September 11th day of remembrance as a legal public holiday so yeah it's uh eh, i don't know about that one now senator marcia blackburn a republican from tennessee is proposing this and of course the bill is referred to the senate committee on the judiciary which will consider it before sending it to the Senate floor for consideration. And she is a member of the committee. So this is, you know, she's introducing, you know, something that a code to designate September 11th as a day of remembrance as a legal public holiday. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I don't, um, uh, it was a very sad time. Of course, I had a chance to share a little bit about where I was during that time. But it's a very, it was a very sad time. A day of remembrance. Um, well, I think that we, we should... Celebration. I, I, I like holidays, celebration, or, you know, of course, Memorial Day, when we remember those who are were brave and are brave and... Uh, protect our country and have died for our country. Memorial Day, that's a celebration. A Labor Day is a celebration to, you know, hey, chill. Uh, the different um, the different holidays for President's Day and and all of that. I don't know. I, I, I'm not really, it's just not that, it's not a day of celebration. I understand a day of remembrance and, you know, we do that. Uh, on our own a lot of times. So anyway, not sure about that one. Chime in if you have something to say about it. Sure. Um, let's now here's one introduce a resolution. This is by Cory Booker. He's the Democrat from New Jersey, a resolution expressing support for the recognition of July as Muslim American Heritage Month and celebrating the heritage and culture of Muslim Americans. 
in the United States. Well, this is, uh, and this is uh, uh, SRES361. He introduced this yesterday. Well, let's see. Muslim Americans, uh, the whole month of July. Well, we as we're a Christian nation, so as Christians, uh, what is it about? Uh, do we need a month as well? Uh, there are other faiths here, religions here in the United States, and if Muslim Americans, if they. Yeah, it, it's a faith. It's a religion. Um, I just don't think it's necessary. I think that uh, there's we are a Christian nation, and we should probably focus on that, if if anything. And then you know, from there, as uh, every Sunday and other days of the week, as Christians, we we uh, follow through and we celebrate our God. So I don't know whether or not we need a whole month for that. I'm just not, just not really bought. I, I, I don't think that that's totally necessary. If uh, Muslim Americans, we, you know, as Christians, we don't have a whole month. And then there's other, what about Hindus or Hindu people, you know, that are of the faith. And I just don't, uh, the Hindu faith, I just don't think, I think it's just too much, too much. And there's other things to, to talk about besides that. There's a lot going on besides, uh, besides that. Okay, another uh, introduction of legislation, a resolution honoring Mr. Steve Verrett for more than 25 years of dedicated service to the cotton industry at Duplaine's Cotton Growers, Inc. Senator John Cornyn, Republican from Texas. Really? Really? A resolution? Is that, well, can't you do that on a local level? See, this is what I'm talking about. You're going out there, you get an opportunity to see what your people that you voted in, what are they saying? And then what others, what are they talking? What in the world is he talking about? Now, what about the cotton industry and the Plains Cotton Growers, Inc.? Can't you do that? Where is Plains Cotton Growers? Okay. And what about the town? What about, and can't Texas do that on their own? Why do you need something uh, national? Hmm? This resolution was referred to the Senate Committee on the Judiciary, which will consider it before sending it to the Senate floor for consideration. And he's a member of this committee. Ah, it's ridiculous. No. <laughs> no, dear. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Now, we get a chance to talk about getting a free PhD. Yes. So again, again, um, Sean D. Rochester, the author of The Black Tech Tax, The Cost of Being Black in America. And I have been showing this book uh, several weeks here. 
he has a a section here on page 118 and actually starts before then a little bit but i want to focus on what is being said here on page 118 and of course if you get the book you'll be able to kind of refer it and underline it and mark it up and and see what i'm talking about here but these are this is a, a solution one of the things that he's proposing that as african americans as a group would would need to do and that there is a two part of two part of this the first part is to get your phd this is what i'm calling it get your phd and it means it's in the acronym for purchase hire and deposit black okay and what he says here he says in part three what what can we do about the black tax and see that that's the whole that's the whole reason why we study and do our research we know that there's an issue happening uh and what can be done about it blessings to you blessings to you dr anthony clark yeah Thank you. God bless you today. Uh, what can we what can we do about it? Hmm? We know that there's an issue where uh, there's social injustice being committed here on the African American uh, group, and it's like okay, we're being taxed and having to pay more, and have had and have been neglected in opportunities. From the federal government on down. Hmm? And so what can be done about it? What can we do about the black tax? We learn powerful strategies to reduce and eventually eliminate the effects of the black tax. Okay, so that's what this book does reinforce and it blesses, it helps in that. Okay, the most vital is that we should get our PhD which is to purchase, hire, and deposit black. And if we take a look at what um, the PhD, the acronym, of course, stands for, purchase. Now, it, there's a difference between buy black and support and purchase black from black-owned businesses. There's a difference. Because what I can do, and this is something that he breaks down, it's different to say we're going. I'm going to uh, just have send over a token. I'm going to buy one thing from this black-owned business. Okay, so this time I'm going to buy black. I, I'm going to go out and maybe order some uh, hair hair products from this black-owned business. Okay, or go to drive out to the shop we've even suggested that we've even had um, a great guy on who owns a uh, african-american beauty supply store and he came on and shared but the thought is to go out i'm going to go out in this one time i'm going to to go and purchase from his store or from a black owned business well that's not really purchasing black what that is, is you're a little token. I'm going to donate some money this time to purchase black. Well, 
uh, buy black. But if you purchase, if that's what you're going to do, the, the concept and what he's suggesting, and of course it makes sense, is to continue to buy black. That that's your only option is to buy black. That that's what you're looking to do is to seek out African-American-owned businesses. And what it, every time you need that uh, type of service or product, then you go purchase from that Black-owned business. That's what, what this means. So it's not just one-time token, but it's a continued process of purchasing from Black-owned businesses. Okay, uh, making it a conscious effort and to do it. And we all have to grow up in that one. You know, it's so easy uh, to just run down the street if you have the amenities in your neighborhood. Because I think a lot of our African-American neighborhoods, we don't even have the amenities down the street. The store, the grocery store, the business that has the um, things we need for our household and food, right? Uh, we talk about the different deserts the different vegetable deserts and fresh fresh fruits deserts. It's just not there. We'd have to go way out just to purchase food, healthy, wholesome food. Okay, so, you know, I know it's a challenge to even do that, but to consciously do it is what part of this PhD is all about. And, you know, as we discussed earlier, Anytime you're looking to do something, it, you have to put forth an effort to do it. Google uh, does have a place in business when you go out to the Google business and you have your business listed. This is for African-American uh, owners, business owners. You can list your business as black owned. So that helps when someone is searching for black owned business in your area. Um, could be even the city. So being a black owned business, uh, you have it listed. Now, what I notice, and we've been doing a little research here, um, the research as far as databases and information, I've been going out there and looking for different databases and information that specifically outline uh, black owned businesses. And, you know, I see a lot of restaurants. So we see a lot of restaurants that are coming up and doing that and being listing their business as an african-american owned business but besides that it's kind of shady kind of shaky it's just not out there and yes you may have uh, the challenge of finding a, a black owned business that will provide the service that you need you know um, or the product that you need because that's really what this is all about uh, when you're purchasing from black owned businesses, it's, it's going to be hard to find because of, of us being taxed to the point of not having opportunities to open businesses. Uh, home ownership is something that is super important. You have a home and then you're able to pay the home. And then maybe during your, uh, before your retirement or whatever, it's your property and you can resell the home and, and then open a business. That's capital that you could use to open your business. It's not an unrealistic thing. I, uh, I have some personal, <laughs> personal experience in that area. 
so what is it that we do uh, to do our best? That's what we're needing to do. The P in the PhD stands for purchase and do our best to purchase from African-American businesses. And then uh, the H is higher. So once a business is going and up and coming and going, you'll, you'll need help, right? The business, that's where you can hire people. Uh, there was a goal, you know, I, I, I said it myself. It's like, okay, run a business to where when your children uh, need a job, they don't have to go out and ask anyone else for a job then they would definitely be free to work at your, the, the business that you've built. So passing down businesses, hiring a, a family, African, other African-Americans, you know, that, that's, that's what's important, right? So to create jobs to sustain and elevate families, right? So once, once you're, able to and you're supporting the african-american businesses then they can create jobs okay there was a um a newsreel where they're uh they were celebrating how uh a grant was given to african-american businesses that are on a red line the business red line here in kansas city and uh, in that area, the, this grant was given. Now, that sounds like a nonprofit to me. It doesn't sound like a business because, of course, business, you're in business to create customers. And then, of course, the competition comes from, are you helping and being good to your customers? Are you retaining your customers? Are you providing great customer service? Well, you know, why would you have a grant? So that was very embarrassing to even hear about that newsreel that African-American businesses needed grants while other businesses, they don't need grants. Uh, they just have, they open up their doors. They decide they're going to be in business and they're going to open up their doors. Uh, Hispanic Americans support their businesses um, and they're thriving. The communities are thriving. Um, the, even the cities are growing. Towns are growing because of population, uh, Hispanic American population growing. So why not? Why not uh, make it a conscious effort to spend? You know, I know it's convenient to have it delivered to your door or whatever, but make it a conscious effort to to have your, uh, what about your books? I mean, I, I purchased my books from a black owned company and Umoja books. Okay. Could have easily went out there on, um, Amazon. Now they're a good business to where they have their, uh, their, some of their books listed and you could have purchased through Amazon and purchased from them. So don't get me wrong. It's not like, Okay, Amazon just sells everything, which they don't. They sponsor and feature companies that sell. Okay, so you can go out there and, and make sure you're listed with the other business people to where people can find you. That's just good marketing. Okay, and then 
African-Americans, you get the good business and then you're, you're needing to hire people. So to, to hire it, that just, that says so much right there. It would be great um, to be able to hire other people that look like you to where you're not the only person in the room. You know, so many of us have experienced that being the only African-American in the room, in the team, on the team, in the department. And then if another one shows up, another African-American shows up, I've seen people feel threatened because here another African-American shows up and you know what that means. Shoot, it, it, it's not enough room for both of us. Mm, that's that's the the insight that's what how some people feel threatened so you know you don't get a chance to get along you feel threatened because here is another african-american you're thinking that well there's only room for one because that's kind of how it's been that's the history of how people are hired on good jobs okay jobs or whatever you know the department if you got more than one and, you know, then they'll trade that one in and then there's competition even amongst other minorities, you know, Hispanic minorities. OK, well, I've met the because they are government contractor. They the company's a government contractor. They have to meet certain requirements. And so what about the Hispanic American and the African-American? Everybody's got to got to feel competitive towards one another instead of just being able to enjoy the job and working together that, you know, that's, that's what's up, you know? So hiring is huge. And as African-Americans in a business that's growing, uh, why not support and be able to hire uh, young African-Americans, uh, other African-Americans where there is a high unemployment rate and a, a demographic of young people in the African-American community. And then shoot, you can mentor. We talked <laughs> mentorship is all written all over that. Right. And be able to get some good work done. Don't get me wrong. I mean, there's always qualified qualifications that are in place, but just remember as African-Americans, a lot of times we have to, do better, be better. And if he shares in the black tax here, we have to have like eight more years of education or experience, eight more years of experience to, to the one person that doesn't have as much experience, but they have the hue of their skin that just has them skate right in. Well, when we come, we have to have eight more years of, of, uh, experience and be able to jump through hoops and never say no and be perfect. You know, one little mess up and they're trying to get rid of you, you know, because look, you've already trained the other person. They figure, well, you know, we can do without them. We, we met that requirement this year, find another one, you know? So there's a revolving door there. Hiring is super important. So looking out for our community. So PhD, the free PhD, it, it, the only thing that it costs, the P purchase, huh? being conscious to purchase from African-American businesses on a regular basis. 
so that those African-American businesses can hire other African-Americans. And then we're talking about, too, being conscious to deposit black. In other words, look for black-owned banks. Yep. And we have, we have a, a branch here in the greater Kansas City, Missouri area. I believe they originated out of Louisiana. And this bank is, I believe, in Liberty, Missouri. Uh, so they originated out of, out of Louisiana, the state of Louisiana. But uh, that's one bank that I found. And, and we're doing research. So doing research to find uh, black, black-owned businesses, uh, deposit black, black-owned banks. Now, there's a lot to be said about what's going on with the economy, isn't it? Uh, inflation, and then um, whether or not the dollar is going to be stable, money printing and fiat currency and cryptocurrency. Um, I believe that even being in, in business in the industry, uh, I would say that uh, to deposit black, a black owned bank would be just fine because they would have to follow through and research and investigate what's going on and stay up with the times anyway. There's, there's a way to do business in banking and they've been around, this particular company has been around for a long time. So deposit in black owned banks, they're out there. They are out there. And, you know, with some of us, we have these different different cards and prepaid accounts and everything and debit cards. And, you know, we don't know where those places are. Delaware or, shoot, North Carolina, we all over the place. So it, it is not really a, oh, I just have to bank where it's local and, and where I can. Well, you know, there's some truth to that, but there's some local branches, too. And then the way that a lot of transactions are being done online, even still, do you have to have all your money in uh, at the one of the big banks, or can you have you know just have a little savings account where you can kind of move around or something? So that's something that we're going to look into too. Our accounts, yes, that's right. I mean, if we're going to look for change, then uh, let's look and 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 meet it where the rubber meets the road as they say you know you do it so we're gonna we're gonna look into some of this too and make it happen okay so yeah that's the free phd yes it takes some some weight lifting <laughs> takes some considering it takes some you know conscious conscious decision on what you're going to resist and, you know, as far as discipline and, but look at what it can do for the community. And we'll look into that a little bit um, later on too, as far as the stats and numbers of what if the group, the African-American community followed along in this first concept, uh, there's more to it. The free PhD is, is the first thing. Uh, but then there's another part to it, too, that uh, Sean D. Rochester uh, brings to the table. And we'll we'll talk about that in a, another week's time coming up. All right. So. 
purchase from African-American-owned businesses so that African-American-owned businesses can hire. And while you're at it, deposit your money in Black-owned banks. Of course, it says so much. If you're not able to get a loan from your other traditional bank, then why not strengthen a minority, a Black-owned bank, so that they can do more and you become familiar with the bank they get to know you they see your your deposits and what it is that you're that you're capable of doing and you know there's opportunities to grow and develop borrow you know uh for business or otherwise and you know you're good on paying uh your debt come on i mean there there's no issue of okay well i'm black and they're not gonna you know because the bias is there. Talk about conscious and unconscious bias. So not just support, but actually do it. Do it. Go out there and buy black, period. Purchase. All right. Now, um, of course, here at ASBNC Training and Consulting, you can go out to asbnc.com. And if you're needing any type of training, hmm, training modules developed, you're not sure of what uh, your learning management system, whether or not it's something that you're uh, comfortable with or you're wanting to design and develop a a more new and improved learning management system, uh, contact us. If you have questions about uh, training and and the direction you should go in, in training your staff, you need someone to train yeah contact us and we will definitely work with you uh go out there and you know we'll set up go out there we'll put something on the calendar we'll get get you a quick call back and uh spend about 15 minutes to you know just talk a little bit about what it is that you're wanting what else what else uh that you're needing you know maybe you have some of the pieces together but not sure how to finish it and of course you know need the work done we're definitely there to help there's also a scholarship fund out there where we uh at asbnc training and consulting we work with nonprofit organizations and we assist them with uh training as well training young people and then the science of technology and really reading too that's something that we're finding is super needed and necessary is that young people need to keep up and on their reading so there's a scholarship fund out there now it's just a five dollar scholarship fund and if you want to go and donate what that does is that gives us an opportunity to uh to support the nonprofit that goes and actually works to assist young people in their tutoring experience and what they're needing to catch up and then keep up because of course a lot happened even through COVID and we wanted to help we wanted to do something to help young people come along and do better in their education being online is not always easy and although this is an online solution still it 
it is a more personable online solution that this nonprofit presents. And then it helps to where the, the bridge is open to where they can come on and share what it is that they're needing help and support in. And we're able to help and help them help. Hmm? All right. So the, feel free to donate the scholar, scholarship fund there. Uh, if you're needing any type of training and support, uh, we're here to help you with that too. We can discuss your training needs, uh, services that you may may need. ASBNC.com. Eh? All right. Okay. Well, super. It's been fun. <laughs> it's been fun. Don't forget to do your research. You know, there's a lot to be said about living and really living. I think living a full life is to also be aware of what's going on and having a voice to say something about it. So do your research, you know, jump in, Re read one of the books that we suggest or jump in with a book that you want to share. And we can look into that too, just to communicate and make make things better and make this country better by communicating and discussing hard issues and staying up and in touch with issues to where we can have a voice. That's the great part of being an American is that you have a voice and here's an opportunity for you to use it. I have had a good, good time, a good time today. And you just have a great rest of your week. And of course, as I always say, if the Lord says the same, we'll see you next time. Justice. 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 Justice.